Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 16 Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood will not pour out or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Leviticus chapter 9 verse 22 through chapter 10 verse 11. Then Aaron lifted up his hands toward the people and blessed them. And he came down from offering the sin offering and the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting. And when they came out, they blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. A fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the pieces of fat on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. A fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord has said. Among those who are near me, I will be sanctified, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. And Moses called Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Come near, carry your brothers away from the front of the sanctuary and out of the camp. So they came near and carried them in their coats out of the camp, as Moses had said. And Moses said to Aaron and to Eleazar and Ithamar, his sons, Do not let the hair of your heads hang loose, and do not tear your clothes lest you die, and wrath come upon all the congregation. But let your brothers, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning that the Lord has kindled. And do not go outside the entrance of the tent of meeting lest you die, for the anointing oil of the Lord is upon you. And they did according to the word of Moses. And the Lord spoke to Aaron, saying, Drink no wine or strong drink, You or your sons with you, when you go into the tent of meeting, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. You are to distinguish between the holy and the common, and between the unclean and the clean. And you are to teach the people of Israel all the statutes that the Lord has spoken to them by Moses. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 5-10 through Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? 
I hope you will find out that we have not failed the test. But we pray to God that you may not do wrong, not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. Your restoration is what we pray for. For this reason I write these things while I am away from you, that when I come I may not have to be severe in my use of the authority that the Lord has given me for building up and not for tearing down. Good morning and welcome to the third Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 16, Leviticus 9, and 2 Corinthians 13. I was about to say three. Um, and the Leviticus reading kind of stands out to me. Um, Leviticus is the, the priestly book. It's also a book of history. Um, but in the reading that today, we, we see a sharp contrast between what to do and what holiness is to do and what it is not to do. Um, the The kind of centerpiece of the passage is when two of Aaron's sons are killed for doing something that appears to be good, but is in fact not good. Uh, I don't know if it's bad, but it's not good. It's not what God called for. Um, They offered unauthorized fire. They offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, Um, and God hadn't commanded it, and so um, they are struck down and killed. Um, this is not unlike later when David is bringing the the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem and it falls and one of the priests goes to pick it up and God immediately smites the priest. Um, even though it seems like the right thing to do, um, the right thing, the, the, when we think the, it's the right thing, it can also be the wrong thing. And when we, um, I say that because like there there's some things we think are, are clearly wrong, right? You don't piss on the ark. You don't spit on the ark. You don't, like, toss off a cliff. But there's also things that we, th- that we would think are good that are not. And um, this is a case here where the thing that is good, is act- that we think is good, that makes sense, is in fact not good. Because it's not about human perception. It's about God's command. Um. And this brings us to this question of what is holiness supposed to look like? Um, you know, the priests, especially the Aaronic priests, priests um, are the epitome of uh, Israel's representation of God in the community. And it's hereditary. They're all, uh, they're all descendants of Aaron. Um, and so it's, it's not something that, that, like, judges where... You, you know, it's your charismatic leader, and God empowers you for a time to do a thing. Um, this is a, a family. A family line um, is responsible for overseeing and, and conducting all these sacrifices, which sure seems to be the centerpiece of Israel, the Israelite tradition. Um, and it got me thinking. It it, uh, it talks about. Um, you know, don't let your hair be loose. Uh, don't drink wine or strong drink. Oh, you know, yeah, do not let the hair of your heads hang loose. Don't tear your 
clothes lest you die. That is talking more about their their family had died, but he's saying don't mourn. Uh, you know, remain. You know, keep a kempt appearance, um, and don't um, don't tear your clothes because God. You know, who knows if that's going to be wrong too, and maybe you'll be smited. Um, but it. But that line got me thinking about the Nazarites. Uh, the Nazarites are a holy people, or are are individuals who are, I think, are not priests. They could be anybody. So maybe they are. They could include the Levitical priests, the Aaronic priesthood. I don't know. Um, but they um, they grow their hair long. They don't eat, or they don't consume wine or strong drink just like the the priests are prohibited from doing when they go into the tent of meeting um and oh they don't touch corpses um because that violates the 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 nazarites sanctified head um and so the nazarites are um voluntary holy people um, and it talks somewhere about in the Old Testament about the saints. I couldn't. Maybe it was in the. Maybe it was in the Psalm. I can't remember. Um, but the, um, there's a distinction between, um, the the priestly holiness, which is hereditary, which is highly structured, and you know goes on into perpetuity, we can assume. Like if you're born into it, once you become a certain age, you're going to pull some kind of service in the t- the, the temple. Um, Nazarites, however, if they want to become holy, they make their vow publicly, they do these three things while they're Nazarite, and then they can stop it whenever they want. And when they stop it, they, they cut their hair, and then they burn their hair on the barbecue as some as a lamb is sacrificed and then they eat the lamb that was burned over the hair that was cooked over the fire with hair burning it, which I cannot imagine tastes at all good. But um but there's this class or grouped kind of holiness, right? There's a holiness that you inherit by merit of your birth. Um, and that has a certain class. By the time Jesus was there, the Aaronic priesthood was no more. It was three families basically held a stranglehold on the high priesthood, and none of them were Aaronic, uh, or the kind of uh, the house within Aaron, Zedekite priests. They weren't Zedekite either. Um, and so the the religious establishment was just kind of a joke. And there were Nazarites, or there appear to be. Um, Saul did it. It looks like James, the brother, brother of Jesus, did it. So the Nazarites were still functioning. Um, and that could be important because Nazareth had no name until the Christians gave them gave it a name. Um, it was just some, you know, way station out by Sepphoris, um, you know, a couple of huts or whatever, but it didn't have a name. And Nazarite means the Holy One. Um, Nazar is to be consecrated. It's a verb. And it strikes me that it's similar to Barak uh, underneath Deborah in Judges 4, who served Deborah against Sisera. He said, 
he is said to have come from Kadesh, which means holy. The city of Kadesh, which is a sanctuary city that was held by the priests um, uh, as part of their inheritance because they didn't get land, they just got cities. So Barak comes out of Kadesh, the holy city, um, just as Jesus comes from the city of Nazar, which means sanctified. Um, and so there are these parallels that exemplify both the Nazarites and the priests, even though when Jesus was walking around, the priesthood was functionally dead. It was a political, you know, <clears throat> a political thing, not a not a faith thing. Um, and so it's it's important to notice these distinctions. The Aaronic priesthood is not over. It's just fulfilled in Jesus. Um, and we no longer do sacrifices, um, maybe because the the priesthood itself had become corrupt and was no longer, you know, capable of representing God on earth within the community. Um, but being holy uh, doesn't come in one form. There isn't one way to be a Christian. There's, I don't know, 7 billion or 10 billion, however many human beings are on the earth. You each, we each have our way, our own way of being authentically Christian. Not everybody has to apply to be a CO if they're in the military. Not everybody has to be a clergy person. Not everybody has to, you know, refrain from strong language. Some of us do. Some, I shouldn't say us, I don't. Um, but that is one of these things that I take away from this passage, um, which is that holiness comes in many different forms. Um, that you might think and people might want you to believe that there's one way to do this thing that we call faith. Um, and that's simply not true. And I think that's good news for a great many of us who see the the practices of devotion that we've inherited and we see how, you know, how they've become corrupt or, or um, uh, hard to, I don't know, superficial. And we don't we don't want that. We want our own thing we want to be devout and be set apart but the system that we've inherited might not be as trustworthy as it once was a prayer for the clergy and people from the book of common prayer almighty and everlasting god from whom comes every good and perfect gift Send down upon our bishops and other clergy and upon the congregations committed to their charge the healthful spirit of your grace, and that they may truly please you. Pour upon them the continual dew of your blessing. Grant this, O Lord, for the honor of our advocate and mediator, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. 
Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.